Part four of When Mother Lets Us Cook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. When Mother Lets Us Cook by Constance Johnson. Part four. Simmering Rule. Put your soup meat in a pot where the stove is not too hot. Boiling slow with moderate heat draws the juices from the meat. Beef tea. One pound beef, one pint cold water, salt and pepper, saucepan, cheesecloth. Take one pound of beef, either from the neck or round where the meat is tough but juicy and cheap. Have the butcher or the cook chop it up for you. Put it in a saucepan, and pour over it one pint of cold water. Let it stand for one hour to soak. Put the pan at the back of the stove, and let the meat cook until it is steaming hot. Stir in two teaspoonfuls of salt, and a half teaspoonful of pepper. Strain the meat through a piece of cheesecloth, and let the soup pass into a serving dish or cup, and serve at once. This makes two cups of broth. Milk toast. Bread, butter, two cupfuls milk, salt and pepper, toaster or toasting fork, saucepan, measuring cup, knife. First make your toast. This is best done over a hot fire with a toaster, but you can make quite good toast in the oven. Cut enough thin slices of bread for your guests, allowing about two apiece. Stale bread is better than fresh. Lay these slices on a toaster, if you have one, or hold them one at a time on a long fork. Take off one of the stove covers, and toast your bread over a hot fire until one side is brown, and then toast it on the other side. Be sure not to burn it. If you use the oven, lay the bread in a pan. If the fire is not hot, the toast will be tough and hard. This is generally the trouble when toast is made in the oven, or when it is made before you want to use it. Butter your toast evenly, and lay it in a hot dish. Sprinkle a pinch of salt and one of pepper over each piece. Heat two cupfuls of milk in a saucepan until it steams. Pour the hot milk over the toast, and serve at once in the same dish. If you use more than eight pieces of toast, you will need more milk. Cream toast can be made by using the sauce described on page 7 instead of the hot milk. In this case, don't put the salt and pepper on the toast. Rule for serving cold. Jellies, and dishes you want cold and nice, must first be cooled slowly, and then put on ice, for six hours or more, if you take my advice. Blackberry bread. One loaf stale bread. Butter. One quart blackberries. Sugar. Three quarters of a cup cold water, sharp bread knife, broad knife, saucepan, spoon. Take a loaf of stale bread, butter one end, and cut off a thin slice. The bread must be quite stale. Continue to butter and slice until you have used the whole loaf. It is always easier and nicer to butter your bread before slicing. Put one quart of blackberries in a saucepan with about one cupful of granulated sugar and three-quarters of a cup of cold water. Simmer the berries until they are tender, and the juice is running freely. 
This will probably take about 15 minutes. Stir from time to time. Put a layer of buttered bread into a deep dish, and pour some of the hot stewed berries over it, then more bread and more blackberries in layers, until all are used. Put the dish in a cold place until the berries have cooled, and then set on ice for a while. Serve in the same dish with cream or milk. Strawberry, raspberry, or cherry bread can be made in the same way. Use more sugar with the sour berries, less with sweet. Angel Hash Two oranges, two bananas, one cup sugar, half a lemon, sharp vegetable knife, mixing spoon, measuring cup, lemon squeezer. Take two fine juicy oranges and cut them, without peeling, into thin slices, across the grain. Cut them carefully over some dish, with a sharp knife, so as not to lose any of the juice. Trim the hard outside skin away, and lay the slices in a pretty glass or china bowl. If you have any juice that spilled while you were cutting the oranges, pour this in too. Sprinkle a half cup sugar over the oranges. Take two firm bananas, peel off the skin, and cut the fruit into slices about as thick as your finger, and lay them on top of the orange slices. If you have any apples or other fruit, it is nice to add some slices, but be sure to peel and stone the fruit, and never let any seeds drop into the dish. Squeeze a half lemon into the dish, and sprinkle over the whole another half cup of sugar. Leave the dish in a moderately warm room for two hours, then mix up the fruit with a spoon, and put it on ice. Serve in the same dish. This is enough for three. Jelly Whip Whites of three eggs, three tablespoonfuls powdered sugar, half a cup currant jelly, mixing bowl, tablespoon, teaspoon. Separate carefully the whites and yolks of three eggs. Put the yolks away in a cup for some future use. Put the whites in a bowl and beat with an egg beater until very stiff and light. Get some currant or raspberry or strawberry jelly and measure about half a cupful. Add this to the egg whites, one teaspoonful at a time, beating the mixture between each additional teaspoonful of jelly. When all the jelly is mixed with the egg, beat it a few minutes more for good luck and to make sure that it is all light and fluffy. Heap it in a dish or into small glasses, and serve it right away. This should be more than enough for three people. Be careful, when putting in the jelly, to add a very little at a time, or it will make the egg heavy, so that you cannot beat it. Mock Wine Jelly Half a cupful prune syrup A quarter of a box gelatin One banana, one orange, one cup sugar, one lemon Measuring cup one cup, one bowl, jelly mold, knife, wooden spoon, lemon squeezer, cheesecloth. Put a quarter of a box of gelatin into a cup holding half a pint of cold water and let it soak for half an hour. Take a half cup of prune syrup from some stewed prunes, the recipe for stewing prunes is given under stewed fruits, and put it in a bowl. Peel and slice a banana and put the slices in the bowl. Peel and slice an orange, and add that too. Measure one cup of granulated sugar, and add that. 
Squeeze the juice of one lemon over the fruit. When your gelatin has soaked for half an hour, strain into the bowl through two thicknesses of cheesecloth, and pour over the whole one cup of boiling water. Put the bowl in a cold place, and stir the mixture well with a spoon. When it is quite cold, beat it hard for a few minutes with your spoon. Pour the mixture into a cold jelly mold, and let it stand on ice until it is stiff. This will take a number of hours. This is enough for four people. Boiling Rule Boil your water hard to brew tea that's good, and cocoa too. Tea itself should not be boiled. Boil your cocoa, or it's spoiled. Ways to Make Good Tea In order to make good tea, you must use water that is really boiling hard. First heat your teapot by pouring some hot water into it. Empty it and put in your tea, one teaspoonful for each cup. If you want to make four cups of tea, pour one cup of boiling water into the pot onto your tea and let it stand for three minutes. Then add the other three cups of boiling water and let it stand for one minute. Serve at once with sugar and cream or sugar and slices of lemon. Never let tea stand on the tea grounds. If you are not ready to drink the tea when it is done, pour it into another pot or pitcher through a strainer. You can make very good tea by using a tea ball. Put your tea into the tea ball, and put the tea ball into the individual cups. Pour the boiling water over, and when the tea is strong enough, remove the tea ball. This has the advantage of never letting the tea stand on the leaves or grounds. If you want to make a great quantity of tea, for a reception or party, a very good thing to do is to make a number of little cheesecloth bags and fill them with tea. These can be put into your teapot, and when the tea is strong enough can be removed, in that way keeping the tea fresh during a long period of time. It is also possible to make a very thick tea syrup by pouring a small quantity of boiling water over a large quantity of tea, and after it has stood for three minutes, pouring it off into a teapot. This will keep for a day and can be diluted with hot water whenever a cup of tea is wanted. Put a small quantity in the cup and pour as much hot water over it as is needed. This water does not need to be boiling, only hot, as the tea itself was made with boiling water. How to make one cup of cocoa. One teaspoonful cocoa, one tablespoonful boiling water, half a pint of milk, one teaspoonful granulated sugar, tablespoon, measuring cup, saucepan. Take a teaspoonful of cocoa and put it in a tin cup. Add one teaspoonful of granulated sugar and one tablespoonful boiling water from the kettle. Mix it well so that there will not be any lumps of cocoa. Pour a little less than half a pint of milk into a saucepan and cook it, stirring all the time until it is scalded, that is, until a film forms on it and it just begins to bubble. Stir the cocoa mixture into this and cook it until it boils up. It burns very easily, so stir it carefully. Pour into a large cup and serve. To keep the cup from cracking, put a teaspoon in it before you pour in the hot cocoa. Candy Rule When you make candy, no matter what's in it, watch it with care for it spoils in a minute. Poppety Corn 
ears of popcorn, a little oil or butter or lard, deep saucepan with cover. Ordinary popcorn is made with a corn popper. Poppity corn is made in a deep covered dish on the stove and is much fluffier and lighter. The most important thing is to have fresh popcorn. Old corn is hard and small after it is popped. It is always best to get popcorn on the ear and shell it yourself. Take the deep saucepan and put two or three tablespoonfuls of salad oil or butter or lard in it and a half teaspoonful of salt. The bottom should be barely covered. Put the dish on a hot part of the stove and when the oil is very hot indeed, throw in a handful of popcorn and put the cover on. While the corn is popping you may shake the dish a little, but it does not need to be shaken hard. When the corn is all popped, the oil will be gone, and you can empty the corn onto a plate. A bowl of popcorn and milk is very good. A bowl of popcorn with a little melted butter stirred into it is a dish that many people like. Popcorn Balls Have a bowl of popped corn all ready. Put in a saucepan half a cupful of granulated sugar and four tablespoonfuls of water and place on a hot part of the stove. Boil this until you have a thick syrup that will be hard when tested in cold water. Put the pan at the back of the stove where the syrup will keep hot but not boil any more. Pick up pieces of popcorn one by one and dip them into the syrup and stick them together, adding more and more of them until you have made a ball. Let these harden in a cold place. Popcorn Patties Boil together one cup of sugar and a half cupful of molasses until it is thick and waxy when a few drops are tested in cold water. Stir into this a quart of popped corn. Have ready a cold buttered plate. Spoon up heaping spoonfuls of the mixture and drop them in little patties onto the plate. Set in a cold place to harden. Candied Orange Peel Peel of six oranges. Two and a half cups granulated sugar. Water. One teaspoonful salt. Bowl, saucepan, spoon, fork, sharp knife. Put about one quart of cold water into a bowl and add to it one teaspoonful of salt. Keep the bowl of water in a cold place and put into it orange peelings as you get them. It is all right to use what is left from the table. Scrape off all of the pulp and most of the inner white skin with a sharp knife. Leave the peel in the salt water for a few days, adding more peel. When you have the peel from about six oranges, pour off the salt water and wash the peel with fresh water so that any salt taste may be washed away. Cut the peel into short, narrow strips, about two or three inches long and as wide as your little finger. Put the peel into a saucepan and pour over it one quart of cold water. Set the saucepan on a hot part of the stove and cook the peel until it is soft. This may take an hour or more. Try it with a fork to see if it is done, and when it is, take the pan from the stove. Add to the water and peel about one pint more cold water, or enough to have a quart of water altogether with what is left in the saucepan, and put two cups of granulated sugar in with it. Set the pan on the stove again and let the water and sugar cook until the water has nearly boiled away, leaving the peel covered with a thick syrup. This will take some time. Take the pan off the stove. 
put some granulated sugar on a plate, and drop the orange peel, piece by piece, into the sugar, and roll it with a fork, so that it will be well coated. When the peel is cold, it is ready to eat. Rainy Day Fudge 2 cups granulated sugar 1 cup milk Butter Teaspoonful vanilla a quarter of a pound chocolate or four heaping tablespoons cocoa Measuring cup Chafing dish or saucepan Knife Stirring spoon Teaspoon Glass of cold water Greased paper or pan Measure two cups of granulated sugar and put it in a saucepan with one cup of milk. Add a lump of butter about the size of a lump of sugar. Put the pan on a hot part of the stove, and while the milk is heating, cut up a quarter of a pound of chocolate into little pieces. If you use cocoa, put four heaping tablespoonfuls right in with the milk, without waiting. Chocolate and cocoa must both be unsweetened. When the milk and sugar in the pan begin to get smoking hot, add your chocolate. Cook for 15 or 20 minutes, stirring all the time. Be sure that the pan is on a hot part of the stove, and that you stir it well, so that it will not burn. When you think it's done, try it and see. Dip a little out with a teaspoon, and drop it in a glass of cold water. If it gets thick and stiff, you may be sure the rest is done. Take the pan off the stove, Add one teaspoonful of vanilla extract and beat it together with a spoon for three minutes. Take your greased paper and lay it on a plate, or better still, take the baking tin which you have smeared with butter and pour over it the hot fudge. Leave the fudge in a cold place to harden. When it is perfectly firm, cut it into squares with a sharp knife. It should be about half an inch thick, so do not try to fill too large a pan. It is not always necessary to cook fudge for 20 minutes, so it is just as well to try it after 10 or 15 minutes. This recipe makes nearly a pound of candy. Molasses Candy 1 cupful molasses, 1 cupful brown sugar, 1 tablespoonful vinegar, 2 tablespoonfuls butter, measuring cup, tablespoon, saucepan, pans, glass or cup. Take a large saucepan, and put into it one cupful of molasses, one cupful of brown sugar, one tablespoonful of vinegar, and two tablespoonfuls of butter. Set the saucepan on a hot part of the stove, and when the mixture boils, look at the clock, and let it boil for about fifteen minutes. Test a spoonful of it in a glass of cold water. If the mixture becomes hard and breakable at once, it is done. It should be much harder than the peppermint syrup. Rub a shallow baking tin with butter, and into this pour the mixture at once. Put the pan in a cool place. As soon as the mixture is cold enough to touch without burning your fingers, spoon out pieces as big as your fist, and have each person take one of the pieces. Pull it apart with your two hands, and twist it, and pull it, until it gets a nice light yellow, and is so stiff that you can't pull it any more. Twist it into long, thin ropes, and let them get entirely hard on buttered plates in the ice chest. Then break into short pieces for eating. This makes enough for four children to pull. It is very important to have your hands clean before you begin pulling the candy. Peppermint drops for two children to make. Two cupful sugar, one cupful water, 
one teaspoonful extract of peppermint, measuring cup, saucepan, teaspoon, two thick glasses, brown paper. Measure two cupfuls of granulated sugar and put it in a saucepan. Add one cupful of cold water and set the pan on a hot part of the stove. When it comes to a boil, look at the clock and boil for about twenty minutes, stirring from time to time. When you think it's done, try a little by dropping half a teaspoonful into a glass of cold water. If it is done, it will get stringy and hard in the water. When you are sure that it is ready, take the pan from the stove and pour the syrup into two glasses. Pour a half teaspoonful of peppermint extract at once into each glass, and let each child stir the mixture in his glass rapidly with a teaspoon until the syrup gets thick and creamy white. Have a large flat sheet of brown wrapping paper ready on your kitchen table, and onto this drop little round dabs of the mixture as rapidly as possible. Don't let the mixture get too cool and stiff by stirring it longer than necessary. When entirely hard and cold, the peppermints can be lifted off with a knife. This makes about half a pound. End of Part 4 and the end of When Mother Lets Us Cook by Constance Johnson Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, in San Diego, California.